Welcome to episode 107 and I have a special guest. Her name is Liz and she is the owner of Pebby for Evie and it is a clothing, jewelry, fashion site that you need to go check out. She also has planners and some great things. She's a smart, intelligent, creative, gorgeous woman and you need to listen to this episode. So go listen and enjoy. Welcome to Keeping Tabs. I'm Tab the Croc, and every Monday, I talk to someone here in North Idaho, the goal to connect more people in the Coeur d'Alene area. And then every Friday, I talk to someone outside the community to bring in a new perspective and to learn a little bit about yourself. Do you love the Pacific Northwest as much as I do? And how do you show it everywhere you go? Get yourself clothing that reflects the love today. Head over to Forever Green and see everything they have to offer from hoodies to t-shirts, even bathing suits for the summer. Forever Green will have something you will love. So I want you to go to www.forevergreenpnw.com. That's the number four, E-V-R-G-R-N-P-N-W.com. And don't forget that everyday hoodie. It's a buy one, get one half off. All right, I have Liz with me and she owns a company that I have been following forever um, I actually found it on, I think it was Pinterest for the first time your, your stuff came up and I was like, this is the coolest stuff. And these shirts actually make sense. And so I started to follow kind of your journey and this was earlier on. And now you like, your company is amazing. Um, the greatest style, the coolest stuff. Um, so Liz, tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of what you do. Uh, well, hi. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Um, my name is Liz. I'm the owner of Pebby for Evie. It's an online boutique that caters specifically to creating flattering cuts of t-shirts for women. Um, it was a need that I had that I wanted to be filled about 10 to 15 years ago. And, um, you know, just women's bodies change all the time. So I wanted something that was universally like flattering on all bo- body types. Yeah. And then you kind of also have jewelry and you have like bandana. I mean, I was, I was around the other day and I was like, I guess she has like a lot of stuff. Kind of what's the evolution of like where you went from just the t-shirts to what you're doing now? Yeah. So, um, when I began, you know, everything has kind of been like an up and down kind of progress. Um, when I began, I started with the off-shoulder shirts, which was about 10 years ago. And I started to create off-shoulder shirts. And then that eventually evolved to a side slit tee. Um, and the side slit tee was so popular because most t-shirts are boxy. They're either like um, the baby doll tee. And unless you're 12, you probably don't want to be wearing that. Or like a woman's tee is usually not very long. And that's why the side slit tee was so successful because it's so long that it covers your butt in leggings. And as a woman who is busy and I have a kid and quite honestly, I just like to be comfortable. I've never attended yoga a day in my life, but I have about 19 pairs of yoga pants. So I wanted something that I could wear to like the store and wear to work and wear to my kid's soccer game, but not worry about my, my butt showing. Like I wanted to be comfortable and feel fashionable, but not worry about, you know, like showing too much or, or showcasing the cellulite that pops through, like when the sun hits it just right, you know, I wanted to have something that was longer and the side slits are cut up on the side so that they don't suffocate your hips, which is why it's another reason why it was so popular because basic tees are not made with a woman's shape in mind. Um, 
And then I launched the jewelry line. Uh, we, we had jewelry that I bought from wholesalers. I started adding that in probably about five or six years ago. Uh, but I started my own jewelry line last year. And that has also been very, very rewarding. And um, it's really fun to see how people accessorize. Um, it's sometimes all you need is like a tea and like a really funky necklace and your whole persona changes. Like you just oh. feel so good about yourself. Exactly. And I love that look with the big chunky necklaces and then like that tea. I know it's like a it, here in town, it's called fashion week. And so I was like, you inspired me for one of my outfits on. Yeah. yeah so for one of the shows we're going to. And so I was like, I love that look. And, but you, I mean, you feel ca casual and comfortable, but not yeah. like, like you said, it's like, it's kind of the best of both worlds. So right. like, what made you want to start even your own business? Like starting your own business is a big adventure. Like what made you kind of inspire you to do something on your own? Oh gosh. You know what? To be honest, whenever I started it, I never wanted to run a business. I never wanted to, to have people working for me. It was never like a mindset of mine that was like, you know, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. Whenever I started out, um, I started by selling the off shoulder shirts on Etsy um, and Etsy was kind of like a baby company. Not a lot of people knew what that was. And um, it had a lot of success on that website. And then, you know, it just, wait a minute, I have ADD. What was the question again? <laughs> this is going to happen a lot, by the way. I'm so you sorry. Got, you should have got your coffee. No. What kind of inspired you to start your own company? More oh. than you know, yeah. Okay. Well, the, okay. So when I started on Etsy, I've up until that point, I had kind of thought like I was the only one that dealt with my body image issues to the extent that I did. Like, I know that I knew, and I know now that a lot of women rarely like leave the house feeling a hundred percent good about themselves. You know, there's always something, there's always something nagging us in the back of our mind, whether it's a thought that we've put in ourselves, we were brought up with negativity. Society has told us that we're not good enough. You know, we have, we're constantly, we leave the house and we're, we're flooded with ways that we're not good enough for crying out loud. We, we can't even have normal eyelashes because we, we have to put extensions on them or we have to wear a mascara, you know, like men aren't targeted with all of these things. So I, I had, um, I was never actually diagnosed with body dysmorphia, but through my healing process, I realized that I absolutely did. Um, I was just, I could not wear a bathing suit in public. And like, I was never a small girl, but, and not that it even matters, like how big or small that you are, but I was fine. It didn't matter if I was 50 pounds heavier or if I lost 50 pounds, my mindset was still, you know, I'm not good enough. My skin isn't tight enough. I have fat kneecaps. I have too much cellulite. So whenever I started the company, I realized that there were so many women who felt the same way. And I, it was very sad to me, but it also was very, um, almost welcoming. I didn't feel so lonely anymore. I didn't feel like, oh my gosh, like I'm insane. I struggle with all of these body image issues because man, they came out of the woodwork whenever like they started to realize how flattering the off shoulder shirt was. They're like, I feel fantastic in this because a lot of women don't like to wear tank tops. I'm one of them. I'm one of them uh, just because, right. I don't have super toned arms. And do I want to put in the work to have super toned arms? Absolutely not. <laughs> under no circumstances, but I also don't want to feel insecure whenever I wear tank tops because my arms aren't toned. So the off shoulder shirt was just a, it was a very effortless kind of transition from going from wearing 
a lot of clothes in this sweltering heat because you're too ashamed or too embarrassed or not confident enough to wear something that is cooling like a like a tank top um, into wearing something that was comfortable with like the sides or with the off shoulder shirt that allows you to be like have your skin breathe and feel more confident. So whenever I realized that the need that I had started to fill wasn't just for myself, it was extremely rewarding. And I, I became, I'm, I've always been a girl's girl. Like I've always had way more girlfriends than guy friends. Like I am like a, you know, I, I just, I just love women so much. Um, and when I was able to make them feel as good as they possibly could by just giving them like a, a truly effortless option, you know, it didn't require working out to, to feel good about yourself. It didn't require you to lose weight, to feel good about yourself. You simply put on something that was made to fit your body. And all of a sudden it was like the clouds had like opened and like a light came shining down. You're like, Oh my gosh, I can wear this all the time and feel great. I can dress it up and, you know, with a blazer, look cute. I can wear it with leggings. I look cute. It was just, it, it, I became obsessed with it. I became obsessed with, with the feeling of making other people feel good about themselves. Oh, I love that. That was perfect answer. See, (laughs) (laughs) so with that, like you, I mean, obviously it's probably hugely what um, inspires you to do what you do. What is kind of like, I guess the, the hardest part of owning your own business? Hmm. Ah, gosh, you know, this is kind of like, um, this is like a roundabout answer to that. I feel like no matter what you do, whether you own a business or you work for somebody else, everything is hard. You know, you, you have to, this sounds so corny, but you have to choose your hard. So like my hard lately has been staffing, you know, the pandemic has like the aftermath of the pandemic has completely had, like, it's made us completely reformulate the way we do everything. Um, So right now the issue is staffing. It's getting people to work. It's getting people to work nights and weekends because it just so happens that during this time where I cannot get staffing, we have had like 75% growth in the past nine months than what we did the year prior. So my business is like skyrocketing and I can't get manpower to help me manage it. So that's, that's an issue now that I have in running a business. If I wasn't running a business, I might be somebody that was just completely unhappy in what I was doing with working for somebody else. So, you know, there's there's a wide range of things that that are hard. Um, and like the, you know, the staffing is just is just one example, but I'm happy with what I do. So I guess it makes it worth being hard, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, for sure. And I was like going through your your Instagram and, you know, see, and I heard the stories about how your name became your name, which is adorable. Um, uh, why don't you tell us? Cause people are gonna be like, Oh, well, tell us why. So tell, okay. tell us why, um, wh- where your name came from. Okay. So I have naturally red hair. It's kind of like a strawberry blonde. And I was hanging out with my crew from Columbus. Like this was literally like 15 years ago. And they, I had all of my hair piled on top of my head and it kind of did like the little fountain sprout yeah. thing. And they were like, oh my gosh, you look like pebbles from the Flintstones. And like, we all laughed and agreed. And then, um, you know, we were drinking and, you know, of course, (laughs) but naturally that goes without saying that there was wine involved, but, um, so they started to call me pebbles just like as a nickname. And then it turned into Pebby. And they said that this was like months, maybe a year later. And they're like, you know, you're going to be like Pebby forever to us. And then they started 
to call me Pebby forever. And it, we turned it into Pebby forever because it rhymed. And then, you know, that's just what they call me. Like even now they call me Pebs. Like it's, it's, I love it. Whenever I actually started the company, um, you know, it was just like a hobby. And I was yeah. like, well, I'll just call it Pebby forever. Like that's, that's who I am. That's how the, the, the people that know me and love me the most, that's how they, that's what they referred to me as. So now, like, you know, I, like I said, I never expected it to get as big as it is now, but I mean, it's heavy for heavy. <laughs> well, yeah, you, you can't rebrand something like that, especially when it's that catchy and you're like, all right, we're right. right. big now. <laughs> <laughs> I always like refer to them like, okay, I'm sure when like a company like Abercrombie and Fitch started out, people were like, who? what is it? How do you pronounce it? Like my mom still can't say Abercrombie. She says Abercrombie. And I'm like, just avoid, just don't even try. But I'm like, well, you know, not that I'm on the level as Abercrombie and Fitch, but I'm just saying like, people will probably like, what the heck is she talking about? Exactly. It is yeah, what it is. I love it. So you're, you're inspiring a lot of women and embracing their bodies. And, you know, I love that you're, you, you know, even no matter what your body's type is, these kind of t-shirts work well for them. You're inspiring women like to start their own businesses. What inspires you to kind of be your best self? Is there someone or something that really just inspires you? Oh God. Yeah. You know what? I, um, I'm very particular as to who I let into my space because whoever is in my space will influence me. So that means that I don't watch TV. I, I don't watch Netflix. I, we have girls night every Tuesday and I watch the, the bachelor with them because that's what they want to do. But, and I, I'm not saying that there's never a time where I don't sit down and watch TV, but what I allow to influence me is very catered and tailored to helping me maintain a very specific mindset. Mm -hmm. So I love listening to Cara Lowenthal. She is fantastic for body image mm -hmm. um, and like how your brain, she basically tells you that your brain is constantly lying to yourself, like lying to you. And it's fascinating. Like it's based on science, psychology. It's just She's absolutely fantastic. If you struggle with body dysmorphia, 10 out of 10 recommend Cara Lowenthal. And she's on Spotify. She has, you know, an Instagram. She has courses that you can take that will help you instantly. Like there was one podcast I listened to. I think it was called How to Love Yourself Naked. And it's her podcasts are only like 15, maybe 20 minutes long. This this particular one that changed my life was about 15 minutes. And I stopped. Like I, I listened to it three times in a row and just cried because it hit, hit the nail on the head with all of the thoughts that I have in my head from the time that I wake up to the time that I go to bed. And all of those little thoughts, all of those little things that tell you that you're not good enough, that you're not worthy enough, that you can't get the things that you deserve because you don't look or act or have certain things. It's, it's insane and it's a lie. And to have someone be able to pinpoint and clarify the things that are in your head that are wrong was just, it was life-changing. So 10 out of 10 recommend her for body image issues and confidence boosting. Um, if I need like a kick in my pants for staying motivated and inspired, I love Ed Milet. He is, he's very articulate. He came from a very humble upbringing, so I can relate to that. Um, he, he talks a lot about business and mindsets and leadership. And one of my favorite podcasts from him is called, um, unlocking your success code. Uh, that one I listened to at least once a month. Like I literally, like I was at work yesterday cleaning out the photo room and I listened to it. It's a, it's a longer one. I think it might be a little over an hour, but I, I I'm obsessed with it. Like everything that that man says in that podcast will light your butt on fire. Like it is, it is absolutely amazing. Um, and I also, one of the biggest changes that I've made uh, last year, well, I, I guess now it was two years ago, um, I attended this conference 
Uh, it was with Brendan Burchard, and I don't know if you know who that is. He's also a motivational speaker. I think they're all kind of like in the same like realm, like they're probably in the same mastermind. Uh, <laughs> but I attended one of his conferences, and I enrolled into the next like the next level of of um, personal development, and that's where I met my business coach. And up until then. Um, there wasn't really anybody specifically in my life that I could turn to and ask every question that I ever had, whether it came to business, um, management, even like confidence issues, acceptance issues. I, I was the leader for all of that. Like everyone came to me for questions and I was happy to dish it out. Like I was telling them everything that they knew. But like, I also wanted to learn and I also needed to be influenced. And, you know, I'm leading the army, but I want a general, like I want, I want somebody leading me. Like I got to the point where I was like, I have all these sheep and they're fantastic. And I don't mean sheep in like a bad or like, you know, know, a derogatory term. I'm saying like, I love them. You know how shepherds love their sheep. That's great. But like, I need somewhere where I can go to get, to get what I need. So I found this business coach. Um, it was just, this is just the perfect example of, of how things truly unfold whenever you are in alignment with what you want and you're seeking out what you want. Um, and I found, I found him. So having a, a business coach that is well above my level of personal development, who's teaching me mindsets and strategies and helping me with my business and helping me grow, giving me the confidence, giving me the tools. And if he doesn't have tools, he has he has the um, the people that that do have the tools. So he's just he has been working with somebody that knows what they're doing has been life changing. And you know it's it's nice to have somebody that gives me permission to be. He gives me permission to be exactly where I am. And that might sound I don't know if that makes sense, but as a business owner, you know your job is never done. You know, like I was working with a girl yesterday and it was time to go. And she's like, I feel bad that this pile is still here. And I'm like, there will always be a pile there. Like we will get to it tomorrow. We've worked eight days in a row now. Like it's time to go. Like I need to go see my kid. And he gives me permission to say, it's okay to, to not have everything exactly the way that you want it to. And it's okay if you need to come back to it later, because I am usually like, go, 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 go until I've run completely out of steam. And, you know, then I spend more time trying to put myself back together. So I think, I think a lot of us do that (laughs) for sure. So if there's a, if there's someone out there that's listening and they're just, you know, feeling inspired by your story, or they've just had in the back of their head of like, Hey, I've been wanting to start this business. What kind of a piece of advice would you give maybe a, a, a woman entrepreneur that's wanting to do maybe something similar or doing an online business? What kind of advice would you give someone like that? Hmm, I get asked that a lot and I'll, I'll answer that with, um, a lot of, I, I get this question more than, than anything ever. A lot of people say, I, I want to do this, but I don't know where to start. Like they have this idea and they don't know where to start, or they don't even have an idea. They just know that they don't want to work for somebody else the rest of their life mm-hmm. or, you know, be constrained by someone else's schedule. So my where to start the what I would first give them, whether they know where to start or they don't know where to start is to fully understand why you want to do what you're doing. Because a lot of times people are unhappy with their, with their job or their life or their career. And they think, you know, subconsciously, well, the only other thing is just to work for myself so I can be in complete control. That's not necessarily the answer to every solution, 
or to every problem that you have with your current job. Um, I feel like the, the business, I feel like Pebby was so successful because I always remembered why I got started, even whenever it got big and it, you know, people start, I started to see people wear it. Um, at airports and, uh, you know, Disney world, like people come back, like I saw your stuff, you know, that celebrities know about it now, which is just insane, insane. I never, like, but I, but I tell you, I never thought that it would get to where it is. This is the honest to God truth. Like I'm just as shocked as the rest of you. you. But I never, I feel like I never steered away from my why. I never, I never forgot what it was like to be the girl. Cause a lot of times I still am that girl that is insecure in what she was wearing, even 50 pounds heavier. I've lost about a hundred pounds collectively over the past 10 years, like gaining 50 pounds with birth, losing 50 pounds with birth, gaining 20 back. I'm trying to lose that last 20 during COVID. I never forgot why I wanted to do it. And it was to help other women feel good about themselves. So if you're someone that wants to start a boutique, what kind of, like, for example, what kind of pieces do you want that make you feel good that you think would make other people feel good? You don't want to be someone that looks at what someone else does and just wants to mimic what they're doing. You really want to try to make it your own and fulfill a need that someone else might have. I feel like those two things would would definitely set you on the right path. Well, yeah. I mean, there's boutiques or online shopping. I don't even touch because I'm like, none of their stuff would look good on me. I just know that. And I love that you did, you created a need and like, that was so unique that you're like, well, if I'm one of the people that's like wanting this, there's gotta be more people. And obviously when you have celebrities wearing your stuff, everybody wants something like that. I'm still in shock. (laughs) So, um, currently you're in Ohio, right? Yes. Columbus, Ohio. So what is, is a couple of fun questions. What is your go-to or favorite restaurant? So if I'm in Columbus, where should I go eat? Oh gosh, there's so many good ones. Okay. So if you want a good steak, go to Jeff Ruby's, uh, it's downtown or like, you know, in that area. It's yeah. so good. Um, I hate parking downtown, but they have valet. So <laughs> no, that doesn't bother me one bit. I'm just valet. Um, I love the Pearl which is, they have a couple locations. There's one in Dublin, which is where my house is. And then there's also one downtown. And let me see, there's a barrio. Barrio is really good for um, like tacos. And it's kind of like where you can make your own taco. Uh, Barrio is is fantastic. It's so good. See, it's for me because I love to travel. So I like write these down. So when I- (laughs) Yes, yes. Jeff Ruby is definitely like on the pricier side. The Pearl is- kind of in the middle and barrio is the cheapest like it's not expensive at all so you're going to go to your state favorite steak restaurant if you could have anybody for dinner with you whether it's dead or live anybody who would it be and my really and why yes. is that i just want to his podcasts are so articulate that i really want to find out if he talks like that in real life <laughs> I, would pay, I would pay money just to hear him talk to like his his staff I would pay to like be personally coached by him or to just, uh, you know, be just being, not be in his presence in like a creepy way, but like, I'm such like a vibe and energy person. 
you know, I, this is why I was saying like, I'm very particular about who I let in my space because, you know, I have very, my energy is very sacred and it takes a lot to keep it fine-tuned and in alignment with what I want. So I would just love to be in, in his presence and just, just be a fly on the wall and just listen to what he has to say and what he does and how he conducts himself. And, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. That man is not ugly either. <laughs> he is, you know, it's just, a, it's just a win-win situation. <laughs> there's a lot going on there and it's all there's great. A, there's a, nothing negative that's going to come from that situation. <laughs> So if someone's listening and they have no idea, which I'd be shocked, it doesn't know your line and what you're doing. What's the best way for people to kind of figure out who you are and like where to shop? Uh, well, my Instagram is probably where you can get to know me the most. Um, I do like funny, at least I think they're funny. I love them. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> I feel so presumptuous being like, oh, I'm funny. <laughs> I make myself laugh. Okay. But I have like, you know, those stupid, like little reels of like, you know, very honest about dating and what it's like nowadays. And also being a single mom, like and, and while dating and running a business and just trying to raise a daughter that doesn't end up being an asshole, you know? Um, so it's like a lot of relatable videos, um, and captions are on there. And then in, in Instagram, you know, there's like the link at the very top where you could click and shop. Um, but other than that, just, uh, the website, which is pebbyforevy.com. Yeah. It's awesome too. I love that. So having, you know, you're busy. Um, how do you juggle it all? Like, you know, how do you keep all this organized? You have a daughter, you have a job, like, how do you, how do you do it? Like, do you have a, like a, they're like I, every morning I have to do these things and I know I'm going to have a successful day. Do you have your kind of like, give me your secret recipe recipe is what I'm asking. Yes. Yes. So I actually do. Um, last year I designed a planner. Um, that is just, it's, it's actually on the site. It's so, I was like, I have my planner in my lap. So I'm a planner person. <laughs> yes. It's, uh, it's called the purpose to paper planner. Um, and it was designed. I, I just, I just made it, it again. It was one of those things where I had a need and like everything that I was coming to just wasn't working for me. Now, as you have experienced earlier in this episode, I have ADHD. I will be mid sentence and forget what I'm talking about. It happens all the time. You should see me without medication. It's, it's a sight to see. But this planner was designed for people that have ADHD, uh, because whenever you have a planner, you know, there's certain segments like, you know, the, the yearly calendar is in the front or the spine is, is in the middle and you prefer for it to be up and down, or there's not enough pockets for you to throw stuff in because let's be honest, ADHD people tend to be like, they have like a lot of chaos going on, even in their head, if they coordinate it a certain way, if someone looks at it, it's, it's chaos. And if I put something away, you can forget it. It's as if, it's as if I never saw it. If I don't write everything down, if I don't specifically have, like, if it doesn't, if the procedure does not come naturally to me, the way I store things, look at things, write things down, it is not going to work for me. And every planner that I've ever had has never worked for me. So I just created one. Like I just, Got a whole punch. I found two hard, you know, the front and the back of a planner, and I just created it. And everyone kept asking me, like, what is that? That is fantastic. I'm like, oh, this is just like my little scrapbook planner. And they were like, I want one. This is this is so smart. And I was like, well, go on. No, go on, tell me no, more. But it really was like the, the my favorite part of it is in planners. I hate how the spine is almost it's, it's always down the middle. You're well, writing on it. Yes. It's so annoying. And so my planner is actually flipped this way. So you, the calendar is horizontal 
And then, you know, you can flip it up this way and up this on the top, whenever you flip it is either notes or the manifestation chart or your to-do list, everything is removable. So if you prefer to have all of your sticky notes in the back where you can just pick it up, place a sticky note in the front, like you can, you can organize it however you want, which is, I needed that. Mm-hmm. So that's how, yeah. I yeah. Stay. I, like, I kind of skimmed through when I was looking at your site the other day to see all the other things you did. And I was like, oh, she's got this whole like other part of her site. And then the sticky notes are pretty. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And that was the other thing too. Like I am such like an aesthetic person. If it's not pretty or trendy or something that I'm going to want to use, I'm not going to use it. It's like not yellow, want. like the other ones. I mean, they're like beautiful, like this, like terracotta, like this, these pretty colors. I was like, oh, this is fantastic. This is very pleasing to the eye. <laughs> yes. It's very pretty. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's a bunch of different colors and I like the circle, the circle sticky notes. Yep. I, yeah, I love those. Like, I love that. Yeah. They're my favorite. So that's how I stay on track. But also to be honest with you, um, I, I also don't juggle at all. Like I have, I have a lot of people that help me. I have my assistant at work and then I have the business coach. And then I have, you know, the staff that I do have now, like I, I rely heavily on, on other people to help me stay on track. So I mean, full disclosure, I I don't handle it all. (laughs) Which I, I think everybody, I think that's how to be successful is you do have to lean on people and then there's people that think that they can do it all. I'm guilty of it all the time, but like really leaning on people, I think is very important. Yeah. I feel like the biggest changes came from whenever I learned to lean on other people, whenever I relinquished some of that control, um, like for instance, hiring the business coach and hiring someone to do the videography for the campaigns that we do out instead of putting that responsibility on myself and not even liking what I created, you know? So definitely like handing things over to people that knew how to do them better was a huge life lesson. And I'm glad that I learned that one young. Yeah. I think that's a very important thing is you, you surround your, you said, like you've said multiple times is surround these people, people around you that are very, that can lift you up or whether they bring this need in that you're not good at. Like, I think that's a lot of times is like, I like people that are like, they're good at these things so that they can take on those tasks or they can help me with that. Because to be honest, all of us are not good at everything. Absolutely not. No. <laughs> so we, this is my last question. So, you know, it's been a rough, um, couple of years and I think you probably have seen the positive things because people are online shopping more than going out to stores, things like that. Um, and you know, we've talked a little bit about mental health and those things. What is some kind of, I guess, positive advice you could give someone that's maybe struggling right now still as we kind of finish through this pandemic? Yeah. Um, well, I guess, I guess two things, um, give yourself grace. Uh, there has been, I feel like a lot of us for the past couple of years have felt like, at least this is how I feel. I don't, I don't want to speak for other people. I felt like I was in the middle of the ocean and you know, the boat had capsized and every, all of my crew was in the ocean floating around with me. And every time I found a piece of like scrap from the boat, I would hand it off to somebody, but then I was still struggling to stay afloat. And that's how the last couple of years have, have felt for me with like, there's just a lot of responsibility that that was on, you know, and self-given, like, you know, I've done this to myself. I have, I have a lot of responsibility with the business and my friends and family and my daughter and all that. Um, 
but I, I couldn't stay afloat anymore. And I kind of had to give myself grace and be like, okay, like, I think you need, I think you might need some like help. Like I was really struggling with, I thought maybe I was depressed for a while and I didn't know if I had anxiety and, you know, I had, I struggled with depression in high school, but not, it wasn't like this. It, it was just like, I felt very discouraged. I felt discouraged every day. I mean, I feel like, and that's how, I feel like that's how most people have felt, especially the past year. For some reason, I feel like when 2021 hit, we all subconsciously wanted COVID and the pandemic to just be over. Yeah. Like 2020 was so bad. We were just like, we're done with it. We're leaving it in the past. But obviously, as we all found out, that's not possible. Things were still trickling, very much trickling into 2021. And here we are in 2022 and it's still not away. So it's very discouraging. So for me, after two years of feeling like I just could not stay afloat anymore, I finally got on some antidepressants and I, I talked to a therapist beforehand just because I'm very like, you know, let's see if there's another problem before just slapping a bandaid on it. Uh, but it wasn't like it was, I just needed to have a little pick me up, I guess. So, um, if you are struggling and if you are feeling discouraged, give yourself grace, allow yourself to feel feelings. You are allowed to feel angry. You're allowed to feel like you got gypped, like the high schoolers that didn't have a senior year. You're allowed to be upset about that. Your feelings are valid. Yeah. Like if you, if you had a baby the past year and your husband couldn't be there to look at the pictures with you or like go and check the ultrasound with you and your family wasn't able to be there when your kid was born, you're allowed to feel upset about that. Now don't, don't stay there for forever because it's obviously in the past, but you're allowed to have the feelings that, that you had, like you're allowed to feel sad for yourself yeah. for a little bit. Now that's, that's the caveat. You can't just pack up and just stay there. You got to move on. But you know, give yourself grace. And if that's not working, if you just can't get out of it maybe see a therapist or possibly look into something that is, you know, medicinal to some extent, either homeopathic or prescribed. Yeah. I love that. Perfect. Well, Liz, you are just a, like a ray of sunshine. I really appreciate you. And I thank you so much for doing this. Yes. I love it. I'll be back anytime. You are just, you're so easy to talk to. So thank you for having me. This is great. Don't forget dessert tonight. Go check out 32 Below Froyo and more if you live in the North Idaho area. Um, if you're visiting, you must put this on your list of things to go do. Take the kids, take the family, go on a date. They have frozen yogurt, but they also have booze. Um, they have wine, they have beer, and they also have boozy floats. It's a great place for an after dinner or a family night. So go check out 32 Below, follow them on social media, and you will not regret it. Thanks for listening to Keeping Tabs. If you like what you heard, make sure you subscribe to my YouTube, Spotify, or iTunes to listen to all the great interviews. Keeping Tabs is all about people, telling the story of some amazing people we have in our community and across the world. So make sure you subscribe, like, and follow along.